for once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. All right, guys. How's everybody doing today? We have another weekly success call for the setters. Um, we've got a few new faces on here. I don't know a lot of you guys. We've got Brianna Betts down there. I saw you on the highlight video. Where are you selling? Are you in Florida? Yeah, I'm in the Panhandle. In the Panhandle. That's awesome. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. I'm from Muskegon, Michigan, so like over here. Nice. That's awesome. That's super cool. <laughs> How'd you get in touch yeah. with the job? Um, it's kind of weird. So my friend Jared actually came down here with me. And he got the job through Diego, through TikTok, so. Wow, that is nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. Word of mouth, like that. Through TikTok, well, that's one way to do it. What about, who's Jared Curtis? Nice, man, where are you from? I'm right here. Is that, is that who you came with? Yeah, I'm Chris Keegan as well. Okay, that's awesome, man. Well, we're excited to have you. Is that Dell in there? That's right. Dell, how's life been for you? Good, dude. It's always sunny in Florida, dude. That's right. Always sunny in Florida. That's cool. Well, good to see you guys. Glad you're here. Today we've got another super cool call, and we're going to be interviewing Jordan. Jordan, are you here on the call? I am. I'm right here. How's it going, Jake? Good, man. Super good to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to meet with us and to jump on the call. Um, Jordan, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. I met you a couple, what, probably two months ago when I was out there visiting yep. California. And you've been making leaps and bounds since then, so I'm super excited to interview you, kind of hear how things have been going, changes you've made, etc. And we probably have a lot more people jumping on shortly. It's about five minutes after. So I think we can get the ball rolling. If anybody is in your offices and need to jump on, please let them know. Please tell them to jump on as soon as possible because I think this will be a great call. Jordan, before we get into it, I don't know a ton about you. I know I've met you once. I've talked to you and your brother. and We've talked a little bit. But tell us where you're from, how old you are, kind of where you grew up with your family, where your family's at currently, kind of past job experiences, education, stuff like that. So, uh, I'm 21. I'm from Las Vegas. Uh, I moved out here. I actually went to build a house in Alaska, so I got connected with somebody who was like Jake. They grew up with Jake and Jackson, so that's how I got out here. But, um, Is that Sarah that keeps popping so, in the background? Sorry, was that? Is that Sarah that keeps popping in the background? Yeah, they're back there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Moving all kinds of stuff around. But, um... So I did work for Cox Communications. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's like a little cable company. So I would go door to door, like drive. Each house is like five minutes away. So I'd go door to door, and I was pretty much a cable box repo man. So when they didn't pay their bills, I would pick up their cable boxes, or they pay their bill, or I get their cable boxes pretty much. So it's kind of, yeah, it translates. Nice, man. So you're 21, you grew up in Las Vegas. You originally were going to go build houses in Alaska. That was where you, that's where you were headed, and then you heard about this instead. Nah, so I went to build, I did go build a house in Alaska. I was out there for about like two months, and then um, 
the guy who I was building for, his name's Jordan Jones, but he grew up, you know, in the same neighborhood as uh, Jake and Jackson, so uh, he just kind of hooked me up, gave me Jake's phone number. <laughs> nice, and said there might be something better yeah. out there for you, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's super cool. And then you came with your brother, right? Your little brother or older brother? He's my little brother. He's bigger than me, but he's my little brother. <laughs> he looks bigger, but he's little. Is he 18, and how old is he? Uh, he's, he's 20. Yeah, he's 20 now. Oh, so you guys are super close in age. Yeah, about a year and a half. Okay, awesome, dude. And when did you get out to California? How long have you been selling for? I got out here January 5th. It took like a few days to get the ball rolling, and then we were out there hitting doors on our own. So about, you know, yeah. That's awesome. And you've kind of taken the approach where you've, like, when you first got out there, you tell me, was it easy for you? Was it hard? How were your first couple weeks? The crazy story is, like, my first door, first house ever actually pulled that bill. It was super exciting. <laughs> but I, um, I was pulling one a day consistently since I got here and then uh, kind of just tweaking the pitch and you know getting more familiar with solar and everything and I've been doing uh, a little bit better since then but um, I wouldn't say easy but uh, definitely consistent within the first couple of weeks so it kind of translates from my old job too like I'm used to getting yelled at by people on the tours so. yeah so I mean that's a yeah. good for you able to maintain some calmness a little bit sorry what was that you're able to maintain your calmness when people are yelling at you, is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, dude. So you came out, and did you say the first the first door you ever knocked gave you a bill? Yeah. Did that door close? They didn't, unfortunately. A different company came in like right after us, undercut us. Okay, but, <laughs> but you did pull the bill. You pulled your first ever door, and then the next couple of weeks you had some highs and lows, and you were kind of doing one a day consistently, right? Mm -hmm. But the last couple weeks, as far as I can tell from the leaderboards, you've done amazing. You had three set closes last week. The week before that, you had four set closes. So you've had seven set closes in the month of March. Is that right? Yeah. Dude, is that pretty cool? That's sick, dude. It is super cool. <laughs> is that kind see of how far I, like, I've come since I started doing it, you know, it's, it definitely feels good. What have been the biggest changes in your setting? So, um, I'd say kind of the way I word myself or kind of just making sure I get quality bills, you know, like having good conversation with them. Um, just bringing, them, bringing the homeowner out of their shell, kind of, you know. How do you do that? Uh, so, I just pick up on anything I see in the yard and I just talk about that off the, off the get-go and get them kind of comfortable. And then... You know that just business from there on, but. <laughs> no, so you start you start talking about that before you even get your pitch. Is that what you're saying? Uh, sometimes, yeah. If, if I can't, like, sometimes it's just a yard, and then that's it. I'd be like, good yard. <laughs> but, yeah. Sick grass. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, dude. So now you're really at the beginning where you're a little bit more robotic, probably not quite as personable, not quite as outgoing kind of thing. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, just. Uh, going with the pitch straight from the setter manual, just out there getting it. But now I'm a little more personable, you know, trying to talk to them. That's cool. But, yeah. I think that that's very, very applicable for everybody. When you first get out there, you have the pitch memorized. That's all you know. 
and then you kind of make it your own, right? You need to yeah. kind of tweak it, trying to throw some more questions in there, talk more dialogue. When you when I came in and met with you guys in California, I spent I don't think an hour with you or so, and we did a lot of role playing for an hour, right? Yeah. And we went back and forth on questions and on tweaking things. Did that role playing help you? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, you really stressed uh, asking questions and getting them to, you know, come out and be comfortable with you, and uh, just you gave us a challenge to just talk to them for like just keep them out there as long as you could so i kind of think about that sometimes like let me get you out here we're going to talk for a little while and then this business but <laughs> yeah, that's cool dude well i mean you've been doing awesome since then that's super super impressive so you probably suggest to any new setter to role play i mean what do you think oh yeah 100 percent. is it it's, i mean it's kind of weird kind of awkward but it can actually help you oh yeah of course, I still role play to this day. Damn, <laughs> it helps a ton. Well, that's super exciting. In the month of March, to have seven set closes, that's pretty cool, dude. I mean, that's gonna make you anywhere from probably what, ten to twelve thousand dollars or so. About that, yeah. About that. And About so that. to work for half a month, literally, I mean, it is March. Let's see, it's March nineteenth. So to work for 19 days and make 10 to 12 grand is pretty cool. Oh yeah, super cool. When I did that picking up cable boxes, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely, probably more than picking up cable boxes. What were you making doing that, just out of curiosity? So, um, it depends on the box. So, like if it was an internet modem, you know, it was like one of the newer ones, it'd probably be around $12 per box. <laughs> And then I would get like a list of like 30, 40 people that I would have to call nonstop or just show up at their house. But yeah, not, not a whole lot, but. <laughs> hey, dude. Big so job. how many boxes could you get an hour maybe? So it's crazy because sometimes um, you get like 10 boxes and then sometimes you get one. Sometimes you go all day, man. But it's just, uh, it's all about like your approach and the grind to it. So. One day, I just didn't even go to the house, and I went to the apartment complex. I was like, hey, how many boxes you got here? And they were like, yeah, here's the maintenance guy. And then they came back with like 40 boxes for me. Oh so. My God. so some days were good, <laughs> and some days were horrible. But I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you're making a lot more money here now. Mm -hmm. Oh, most definitely, yeah. That's super exciting, that's <laughs> super cool. Do you, what's the schedule you're running right now? How many hours are you working every day? What time are you getting up? Like, what's your day-to-day -day life look like? So I wake up generally around seven o'clock. Uh, it's a little harder with the daylight savings, kind of mess me up, like more tired. But <laughs> yeah, I generally wake up around seven. I'll leave the house around nine thirty. Um, get in the doors around ten, and I'll I'll take a little break around one o'clock. And then after that, it's just back to the doors. Um, we were doing it till around six, but then daylight savings, so we could be out there a little longer now. But about right. that. So how many hours on the doors are you hitting a day? Ten to one, uh, about, three hours, and then? Yeah, about six hours. About six hours. And mm -hmm. so are you still pulling? Like, If you work a six-hour day, how many bills do you expect to pull? Uh, three, generally. So three you're, you're definitely, you're more on the quality side than the quantity side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> right? I mean, because... If you're pulling three bills a day, but you're having four set closes in a week, 
I mean, that yeah. literally means best case scenario, you might be pulling 15 bills in a week. But that means uh, almost one out of every three bills you pull, not just sit, but one out of every three bills you pull is closing. Mm -hmm. Dang, that is really, really cool, man. That's, That's super, yeah. super exciting. So if you could go back and tell yourself something from two months ago that you know now, and you were telling, like you were teaching a brand new setter how to set, or you were telling yourself something from two and a half months ago, what would you say? What are some of the things you would teach a brand new setter? So, um, at first I was just kind of playing the government official, like I'm supposed to be here. And I mean, I still do that to an extent, like, Hey, I'm here for the bill pretty much. But, um, I wasn't mentioning solar at all at the beginning and now I kind of ease my way into it. So, I mean, my favorite thing to say is California is really pushing for renewable energy, but they know people won't do it unless they can save them some money. So I'm just here to check that out. So that's kind of the approach I take to it now. And. You know, you can usually tell if they're, uh, you know, if it's quality based on that, kind of based on the reaction. They're like, oh, okay, just check it out. You know, I mean, like, if it doesn't make sense for your home, we'll let you know. You know, if we can save you some money, we'll drop by again and let you know. Nice. But, yeah, definitely, I would say the mentioning renewable energy kind of helped me pull some quality ones. What's that phrase you use? Can you say that again? So, um, I heard... I think it was Brandon Andre said it on one of the closer meetings, but it was California's really pushing for renewable energy, but they know people aren't going to do it unless it could save them some money. So I'm just here to check that out. Interesting. <laughs> so you're kind of you're kind of taking the approach like you're from the state almost. Yeah, almost, but kind of something like that. Nice, dude. Very cool. What do you, what would you yeah. say has been the biggest change from the like the first time you started setting until now? Is it that or is it something else? Uh, probably that. Yeah, just mentioning solar in like an easy, calm way. This is like kind of taking the approach like, hey, I'm here for your bill to see if you could save some money. So mm -hmm. I just take that approach like, yeah, I'm just here just to see if we can save you some money. Solid, but dude. That's been a game changer for me. Yeah, I bet makes them a lot makes them stick a lot better, huh? Yeah, for sure. Very cool, dude. What would you say your mindset is when you're out knocking? What are you thinking about during the day? Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a little rough. You know, you got those simp moments, but they're always in there somewhere, man. You just got to go find them. So, like you say, it's all it's a numbers game. So, you know, you're just running through the nose just to get to the yeah, and that's. Uh, that's kind of how I think about it. Like, yeah, there's always someone out there. You know, they're gonna be there. You just gotta go find them. Mm -hmm. But Dude, that's I'm... kind of. Oh, sorry. Go keep going. Oh, uh, that's just kind of the mentality I keep. You know, if I'm getting no to lie, I'll just be like, yeah, well, because uh, sometimes I'll hit like a street. You know, I go up the street and then down the other side of it, and then two bills would be like right next to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, it takes you that whole loop just to get to that second bill, but uh, just like that. Dude, definitely every no brings you that much closer to closer to a yes, right? Yes, sir. And you have to keep that in mind as a setter is you have to know that every single time you get a no on another no and another no, that means a yes is coming. It's the law of averages. Right. Yeah. Statistically speaking, for every no, you get this many yeses and vice versa. And so it's super good to know your metrics and your data. I'm not sure if you've looked into this, Jordan, at all, but 
it's uh, super helpful to know I need to knock this many doors to pull this many bills to have this many closes, etc. Kind of find out your personal yeah. formula. Have you ever looked into that at all, Jordan? Uh, so I do kind of look at the funnel sometimes. Um, it's sometimes it's just like you never know when it's going to happen. You just know it is. So I, I try not to give like too much thought to it, but it definitely is helpful to know where you're at because. You know, if my average is around like 20 to 30 doors before I get a bill, then I know, you know, by the time I'm hitting 20, then I'm like, yeah, well, I got a bill coming. So it just kind of keeps you a little motivated for it. It's a science, huh? Andre says that all the time. It's just a science, dude. Don't get emotional about it. It's just a, yeah. it's a process. Just trust the process. Trust the science. Oh, yeah. So that's really helpful. I think to everybody else, if you're on this call, you should be doing that. You should be tracking how many doors a day are you knocking versus how many bills are you pulling. And after doing that for a week or so, you'll start to get your metrics figured out. And that way you know, hey man, I've knocked 25 doors, I had 25 no's, that's fine. Every 30 I get one, so next time I'm getting a bill. And kind of mentally prepare for that, right? That helps you with the no's, but also helps you know you're gonna get yeses. So I would definitely encourage that for sure. One thing I'm, I'm not sure, I had to step out and talk to a UPS guy, so I don't know if I missed this, but essentially this job is hard, right, Jordan? We, we're going through hard things every single day, but you make crazy good money. So how do you keep going? Like every single day, day and out, why are you here? What's your why? What are you going to do with your money? Or why are you here working every day, etc.? So my plan, I mean, I, I didn't come from money by any means like no money so it's kind of I just kind of think about it like I'm doing this for my family you know I want to put us in a good position and I don't ever want to be poor again really but <laughs> but um what keeps me going is just uh just that just thinking about where I came from and where I'm gonna go but uh my plan would be to uh definitely invest because I mean that's what I was going to school for before I came out here but invest money I mean, in the stock market, I like that. And then get into the real estate game, you know, maybe buy a business, start a business, that type of deal. Uh, just trying to maintain the money. That's but, cool, man. Jordan, I'm curious. I'm, I have two questions. One just popped in my head. For one, tell everybody what your last name is and how to pronounce it. <laughs> my last name is Crochet. Uh, crotchet is fighting words. But. <laughs> so no one says crotchet, you say crochet. Like you're crocheting something. Yeah. Like that thing the old woman do, right? Yeah, exactly that. My grandma's a pro. Okay, I bet. Last time like crochet, you better be good at that. Yeah. So, dude, tell me a little bit about growing up in the crochet house. What was it like? Like. I mean, not to get too personal, but I'm curious. You said you grew up in a probably poor family or more poor family. Mm. And so what did your parents do for work? And like, what was day-to-day -day life looking like for you? So um, my mom and dad, they split up. I was about eight years old, but uh, my, it, was, it was rough. I mean, we just didn't have no money, you know, just living day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck. Sometimes I'd even have to fork over some money to pay for some bills, but... My mom, being a single mom for a long time, kind of just did whatever she could to be us, put us in a better position. I mean, she just got her degree in accounting, so she's doing really good, and I'm happy to see. My older brother graduated Clemson, 
and he's in finance, so he's doing really well too. And it's just kind of carrying on that legacy, kind of making a name for ourselves. But that's kind of the deal. Just my mom uh, really pushing to give us a better life. So I'm gonna prove that you know she did what she could and it worked. You know, like she did a good job. But. Dang. So you don't want to let your mom down. You feel like she's made a lot of sacrifices for you to get you where you are, right? And you want to try and keep on living that legacy of greatness and moving on. What's it, when you grow up with a single mom, I mean, are you the oldest or you have an older brother, you said? Yeah, I have an older brother and a little brother, yeah. Older brother, so it's three boys. So a single mom with three sons. Yeah, the family dynamic is really crazy. I mean, it's just like, so... We got we had a stepdad for a little while for like till I was like fifteen, and then it was single mom, you know. But we've been in that spot before, so that's what actually got me out of Vegas from South Carolina. My old stepdad was in the military, so um, yeah, just the the dynamic is crazy to a lot of people, but yeah. <laughs> that is interesting, man. What it definitely those hard times probably make you who you are today, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you, when you've lived on both sides of maybe more financially struggling and then financially wealthy, which you're about to feel in a few months as you start getting paid and paychecks if you haven't already, but you're gonna feel very, very different. And you gotta remember your roots and what got you there, what took you there, so you can only keep propelling and setting bigger and better goals. For you, do you ever wanna close or do you just like setting? No, I, de- I definitely want to get into self-gening here soon. I'm just kind of, you know, focus on mastering setting. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I do have my days. Like, I have days where I don't pull bills, you know, and it hurts. It's sad, but, you know, just bouncing back. I just want to, you know, when I feel like I'm at my best, then start making that transition. But I almost feel like that that'll help me at the same time, you know, just progress. Yeah. But, yeah. Dude, when I came and visited, I was so impressed with your humility. I, I thought you were a very impressive guy that was just humble and down to earth and willing to take any feedback. You're very teachable, which I always say, like, the best students are the best teachers. Like, I really think that if you can learn from somebody and if you can listen to them, then you can teach other people how to do it. And so I want to open up to questions because you're one of those guys that you start off a little slower, you're pulling one bill a day, not doing too crazy. I mean, those weeks when you're only pulling one bill a day, how many site closes were you getting? Um, uh, probably maybe, I think I got a couple out of those, like two or three. Like over those weeks? Yeah, over the first you know few weeks, probably the first month. But and then February, you know, that second month when you make that breakthrough, you know, and then you're like, yeah, I got this. Totally. Uh, yeah, it was just like you said. I mean, your third week is the breakthrough week, man. Like, after that, so it's rolling. Yeah. I, for, I forgot. I, did I teach you guys about the third week breakthrough when I was there? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, no, and that's so true. So I want everyone to try and learn from you because you've been through that. You've gone through the week one, the week two, the week three, the breakthrough, and then moving on. So guys, I want you guys to ask Jordan any question about, hey, what was, like, what's your pitch, what's different about your pitch now? Or what's different about your hours? Or what's some good one-liners? Or how do you get people out of the house? There's so many things you can learn from each other. And so I want to open up to some questions for Jordan.
Okay, so I have a question. You said that you use the um, like state agency approach. Uh, do you ever get confronted with that question, uh, or do you bring it up? Like, how do you go about explaining like who you are and who you work for? So I say, well, you know, I, I don't approach like we're a solar company because um, a lot of the solar companies, you know, they're already knocking and whatnot. But I'll just be like, hey, like I'm literally just here to check this information and see where see where your power uses, see where it's at, and then see if we'd be able to help you guys. Uh, what we do, you know, just shop around for the lowest rate of electricity we can get you on. Um, uh, so we just follow the state incentives. It's kind of the route that I take with it. So that's how I kind of explain that to them. So his question was, how do you how do you navigate away from saying the whole like state representative thing? Is that what he asked? Wait, sorry. What? What was what was Ronnie's question? How do you how do you like approach as a state? Like, like a representative of the state kind of deal. Okay, and so you've changed, I mean, yeah. you've changed that, right? You've tweaked that. Yeah. So now, these days, you don't really say that. You talk more about solar, more about how you can't even help them if they don't qualify. So you're you're not afraid to talk about solar, it sounds like, when you're on the doors. Oh, no. So I'll mention, you know, the whole program, you know, California Renewable Energy Act, and... Uh, I kind of go off of that, say that, hey, we're following with that, and we're just seeing if it makes sense, see if we can help you guys, you know, through these programs that is going on right now. Okay, awesome. So now you're, I think that whenever, I think the biggest breakthrough that happens for setters is when they stop being scared of solar. Mm -hmm. I really, really do. Like, from what I've seen, I mean, at this point, talking to so, so many employees and so many reps, it seems like once you get past that hurdle, you can just bring it up and feel confident about it. That's when you see success, right? Yeah. So, all right, that's awesome. That's, that's a great question. Any other questions for Jordan? I had a question. So you said that you have to go personal with it. That's a big thing in my pitch. I always find something I can like compliment them on or have a conversation about. And I'm a very big people person. I talk a lot. What's a good way to kind of like stop that and like get back into it without being like rude? So I feel like I kind of cut it off and it's like, sorry. Oh yeah. So I was talking to this lady about her car for like way too long one time, but I was like, sorry, ma'am, I could talk about cars all day long or, you know, I could talk about X, Y all day long, but I'm actually here just following up, you know, on that meter. But that's kind of how I transition it and be like, dude, we could be here all day long but this is why I'm here. <laughs> so I kind yeah, of let them know that I'm really interested, but this is, it is what I'm here for. Yeah, because we have Hurricane Michael down here, so when I do talk to people, they mention that, and it's like they go into that and what their circumstances were, but it takes a lot of time from my knocking and like being able to hit those 60 doors like a day requirement, so it's like kind of dampers my numbers a lot, and I just don't want to feel rude about it, so I don't know how to like branch off and be like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like a personal thing to them. It's happened, I mean. <laughs> that's a great question. Dude. What's that? I was saying that's a great question. I think that a lot of setters have that issue because some people are just kind of a little bit intense or crazy, you want to say, whatever it is, and they just keep on talking and talking and talking. So I'm curious, any other anybody else on that call, I loved Jordan's answer. I think it's really, really helpful to say, hey, I could be here all day. I'm a talker. We're both talkers. You're an awesome person. It's just like kind of owning it a little bit is how I would do it, is say, hey, 
you're a talker, I'm a talker, it's so good to meet you, but I don't want to take all your time and just kind of say it straight up. But I'm curious, does anybody else have any great answers for this question? I see a lot of people on this call that know how to pull bills. One of them is Jake Meyer. Calling me out, dude. <laughs> I, I wanted the next question, but I mean, honestly, I've, I've gotten this just the last couple uh, guys that I've knocked with. Is, they're very blunt with it, which I don't think I'm more, uh, I feel bad telling them like, hey, I got to go. <laughs> But there's, there's a couple of things that the guys came up with up here. It's like you start looking at your watch, um, especially if you like feel like you're not going to get their bill. If they're a renter, I mean, I've just got a couple one-liners where it's just like, all right, we'll call the homeowner um, and just walk away. Like even, I, think, I don't know if Tanner Reishman's on here, but I was knocking with him. And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm a renter. And the kid just like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and so just being blunt with it and realizing, I mean, you're not out there to be polite. You're out there to do your job and you're out there to, honestly, I mean, I, I would not, we're not going to make money if we're out there to be polite. So you do have to realize like how important your, your job is and how busy you are. So, but yeah, that's kind of my two cents, but I've got a question for Jordan. Can I ask him? Go for it. George, so good to see you on here, dude. The good. <laughs> Jordan, what? What do you feel like you do differently than even anybody that's ever taught you? Because I know you, you've got, um, you're just, you're, you're a very original person. You're original. There's so many cool things about you that nobody even had to teach you. But what do you think you do, like, that's the most original thing that you do on the doors that seems to work for you? Because um, I know you've got little things in your pitch that nobody else has that you're trying to keep them secret so nobody nobody catches up with you but what do you think so original about your pitch um that's a good question man but <laughs> uh i'm not too sure man i just try i just try and soak up all the information that i can get like being on the closer calls and everything like that and then uh i kind of just you know work my way around those just working in some information um i do try and keep it a little simple like not trying to over explain myself because people you know they don't want to listen to you talk forever about what's going on so I try and keep it a little simpler you know and emphasize on the things that I want them to hear like yeah um we're just trying to save you money so <laughs> I just like emphasize <laughs> on that but yeah that's a good that is a good question I, I hope that answered it in a sense but and I'll no I, and I kind of want to toot your horn too because I got to knock with Jordan like a while back when you were kind of in that slump and I uh, I just remember pulling, I think we pulled like two bills together but something that I noticed with Jordan is you, you know how to listen and honestly Jake you already mentioned this he's just like a good listener especially when somebody's critiquing him but even on the doors like he asks a question and he just listens to him I think a lot of us um, could, could learn a lot just from that to where like being humble and asking him a question. Like I even, I remember, uh, I think Zach Murdoch taught me this cause we were doing a practice and I was like, Hey, how you doing? Just following up with the net metering program. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even ask, let them like tell me how they're doing. <laughs> and so that's something that we do have to work on making sure we're listening to homeowners. Like whenever we ask them a question, like literally just take the time to listen to them. Unless they're a renter, of course. But yeah, that's something that I want to toot your horn, Jordan. You're, you're like, you're one of the best listeners I've ever I've ever met, so I think that's giving you a lot of success. Thank you, man. But 
Oh, to go back on what you're saying, though, I don't, I don't really say the program at all. Like, I'm just like, hey, we're following up on that PG&E meter. Because when they hear program, they're already like, you know, at first I was getting like not interested, you know, no program. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. we're going to the meter. You know, this is what I'm following up on. <laughs> nice. And you tweaked your pitch yeah. a little bit. So now you just say, hey, I'm here on that PG&E meter. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah, pretty Interesting. much. And I would agree with Jake Meyer and echo everything he said. He knows so much and he's right. The best, if you don't, if you're not planning on answering the question or listening to what they say, don't, don't ask it. Like you're better off not asking a question than not listening. You guys following me? And so if you don't know, if, if you say, hey, how you doing? And they say good and you don't even acknowledge it or whatever. Or if you say, hey, are you the homeowner? Or how long have you lived here? And they say four years, you just keep on going. Like whatever it is, if you're not going to answer what they like respond or listen to them, it'll turn them off more towards you as an individual. And so make sure to keep that in mind that when you ask questions, listen, and then talk. Don't just think about what you're saying the whole time. It's really, really tough in conversation sometimes to, when someone, when you ask someone a question and they're responding to you, sometimes we think about what we're gonna say next. We don't listen to them. It's all about what we're gonna say next, right? And I think a little tidbit of advice would be when someone asks, when you ask someone a question, listen to what they say, and when it's your turn to talk, you'll naturally know what to say. If you just listen, you'll know what to say. You don't need to think through some cool, amazing process. Like, straight up just listen the whole time, and when that question is answered, then start talking after you've already absorbed it. It's just like with your friends or people you're close to, you're not always thinking what you're gonna say next. You're just listening, and then you happen to know what to say because you're a human, and you've talked to people your whole life, right? So that's some really good advice Jake Meyer just gave. And Jordan, I like how you switched the pitch up a little bit and answered that question. Any other questions for Jordan? Let's see here. Okay. Well, really quickly, Jordan, I want you to tell one more thing before we wrap up the call. The setter call is going to be a little bit shorter because with setting, there's just not as quite as much stuff to talk about as closing. But Jordan, I want to hear in closing, what is the funniest or most bizarre thing that's happened to you since you started this job? What's the funniest or most bizarre story of, that you have of being on the doors? Um, so it actually happened the other day, man. I, I answered the door, or they answered the door. I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, yada, yada. And then they were like, yeah, uh, my sink is running. <laughs> and then trying to back away from me, I was like, yeah. So they just were trying to, they're trying to get rid of you. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, dang, I'd rather hear I'm not interested than that. That hurts. <laughs> My sink is going. And then they started backing up and shutting the door. Yeah. Pretty much. That's funny. I always like to hear, whenever you're on the door, people say crazy things and do crazy things. Um, Sorry, what? I have a question. So what does that mean? What happened? Why, what does that mean? The sink is running? What does that mean? Yeah. I, I think they were just saying as in like, hey, my water out of my sink is running, and so I can't talk to you. Is that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just an excuse. <laughs> an excuse. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
Jordan, I thank you so much for your time and letting us kind of talk about you and highlight you for a little bit. Keep on crushing it, dude. Let's see what you do this week and next week and keep it up. Hey, thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks so much. Later, Jordan. Have a good one. Yeah. Go, Jordan. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go steal the hearts of all those you know at their door. Oh. A once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast.